Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He is just an obsessive goal scorer. They have to understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And, and the Bernabeu blinks it back. And I've got a problem with soccer, to be fair. Football. I'm enjoying, I'm joined by the hardest and probably the best looking man on the internet. Yes, that's right, Fabrizio Romano. Fab, how you doing, buddy? Oh, my friend, all good, all good. Super happy to be here, as always, ready for this World Cup atmosphere, but we still have some good news on the transfer market because many things are happening behind the scenes, and so it'll be, it'll be great. Hey, before we get into it, all the transfer talk and everyone's throwing their team names out there, everyone out there, throw in your comments. If you've got a question for Fabrizio, great, let us know. However, before we talk about World Cup and national teams and such, I want to know your thoughts on the Champions League draw that took place yesterday. Anything catch your attention? Any tie you're looking forward to in particular? Yes, of course. Uh, I would say Liverpool Real Madrid is, is a fantastic tie, I think. Uh, I, I'm really convinced that will be an incredible tie because... Okay, now Liverpool are struggling, but in February, I think it will be a completely different squad. And I'm curious to see Real Madrid reaction because every year we say, okay, Real Madrid, now it will be over for them after winning and winning and winning. Maybe this year they will be on a slow side and then they always, they're always able to, to change uh, and, to, and to restart with different energies. And then, of course, the, the incredible tie between Paris Saint-Germain and, and Bayern. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I think what Benfica did in the group is something really special. We have to say congrats to Benfica because there is something incredible and now they deserve a good tie while Paris Saint-Germain will be playing with Bayern. But it will be an incredible one. And I'm curious to see Paris Saint-Germain reaction after the shock last year with Real Madrid. They had a fantastic first leg in Paris and then was uh, drama at Bernabeu. Now I'm curious to see their reaction against Bayern. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that we've got to wait three months now for the actual yes. ties to take place. But it's insane to think a World Cup is right around the corner. I want to talk youngsters with you today because I always see you tweeting a, an admiration about some of the young players who are out there right now, what these young players are doing, how young they are. It seems to me like the game just continues to get younger and younger. And the rumors out there for these young players is unbelievable. So I can only imagine the amount of questions you get asked. Let's discuss Endrick, 16-year-old. I mean, what does his future hold for someone like him? Yes, first of all, I think he's a really special talent. A really, really special talent. Top striker, top mentality. Uh, his family is supporting him in every step. And this is important, you know, with South American players to have the right family uh, behind you, helping with the right ideas. And his father, for example, is always with him. His agents are really important agents who already have very good connections in Europe because they are with players like uh, Vinicius, Gabriel Martinelli and many others. So I mm -hmm. think 
everything is perfect around Hendrik to build something really, really important. And so about his future, um, in July, he signed his first professional contract with Palmeiras. It's a contract for three years with a release clause that is around 60 million euros. This is the value of the release clause. But now, of course, many, many clubs are moving around, uh, around Hendrik. What I can say is that there are three clubs as frontrunners in this race. Real Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain and Chelsea. Um, these three clubs are really pushing to sign Hendrik. Real Madrid mm-hmm. because... They are looking for the future in that position on a center striker. They have Karim Benzema, of course, fantastic player, but looking for the future, uh, Hendrik is considered a top talent. There is Chelsea because they want to sign the best talents in the world. I think Todd Ball is already showing the ambition to go for the best talents in the world. This summer, they spent around 50 million pounds on young players born in 2003, 2004. And so the message is yeah. clear. And then Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, I mentioned a name, Luis Campos, the director, is probably the best talent scout in the world. What he did with Monaco, with Lille, and now he's at Paris Saint-Germain. He's the man who discovered Kylian Mbappé and many others. So different kind of strategy, different kind of factors involved in this race. But these three clubs are leading the race to sign Hendrik. If you were Hendrik or you were Hendrik's advisor, what would you advise him to do? (laughs) <laughs> really difficult question, you know, really difficult question. I would advise him about the project. I think this is a really important point because we always mention the project in football, but in this case, it's really important. And I'm told that it's exactly what they're doing. Also, his family, his father, they're trying to understand which project is for Hendrik to be ready and to be a star. Uh, because sometimes when players are coming from uh, Brazil, then the impact with European football is not that easy. I still remember Gabigol when he joined Inter. It was a record signing for Inter and that was a problem because it worked in, in Europe with Inter, with Benfica. Uh, Gabriel Jesus at the beginning with Manchester City, now he's doing great with Arsenal, but the beginning with Manchester City was not that easy. So the impact is a really important point. And I think, for example, Real Madrid connection with Brazilian players is something that is helping. It's absolutely helping. You have Vinicius, you have Rodrigo, they are performing at super level. Uh, Madrid as a city is really similar to South American cities and it could help the player too. But also Chelsea project. Chelsea project with young players is something really interesting, I think. And it's mm-hmm. something that could tempt the player. So it's really difficult to say. I think it would be around between uh, Real Madrid and Chelsea, honestly. we got a question coming in from Parv Shah. He's asking, uh, Danilo from Palmeiras. Any information you can share about Danilo? He's a player that was really appreciated by, and is really appreciated by Arsenal. Because Arsenal had his name in the list during the summer. It was... July, August, then it was almost impossible to negotiate with Palmeiras because they wanted 35, 40 millions. So that was a really complicated deal. But, uh, but Palmeiras at the moment are still quiet. They still hope to keep the player at least until the end of the European season. And um, at the moment, there are no negotiations. Let's see if Arsenal will return. Let's see what kind of plan Arsenal will have with Danilo or any other midfielder. But he's a player they are following. And so it could be an interesting one. Let's get to another player that you've been tweeting about a lot. That is 17-year-old Yusufa Mukoko. I mean, wow, oh, wow. Born in Cameroon, raised in my city, Hamburg. Uh, he, he played his youth career at my club, FC St. Pauli, before moving on to Borussia Dortmund. And my, oh, my, Fabrizio, this kid is just something very special indeed. I know his contract expires in June 23. What are you hearing? What are you expecting him to do? Good question, because in this case, there is still no agreement. Uh, there is still nothing agreed between Mukoko and Borussia Dortmund, but he has a special relationship with the club, a special relationship with the manager. The manager is a really important factor in this story because Edin Terzic has a very good relationship with Mukoko. He's always been really respectful with the player. He's trusting Mukoko because he's playing, he's having opportunities, and he's super young. So it's a really big opportunity for, for him. 
he will be available on a free potentially starting from January. So many clubs are already exploring this possibility in Spain, in England. But at the moment, there are no advanced negotiations as Mukoko wants to take his time. So I think Borussia Dortmund have some chances to extend his contract, to push with the negotiations in the next weeks and months. And so at the moment, it's an open situation. Uh, there are no advanced talks with, with any club. But it could be a really interesting one in case negotiations will will break, will collapse between uh, Borussia Dortmund and, and Mukoko because he's a special player. And also, I think it will be a summer for many strikers. Many important clubs will be looking for strikers because we know about Manchester United. Uh, we know about Chelsea situation. We know it also in Italy, Juventus probably. Uh, Similan, Inter will be looking for strikers. In Spain, Atletico Madrid, probably Real Madrid. Bayern, after selling Lewandowski last summer, they will go for a striker. So there will be many clubs around Europe looking for important strikers and we don't have so many top strikers available on the market this year so I think Mukoko could be a really important one in case he won't extend with, uh, with Borussia Dortmund Yeah, he scored a couple of great goals this weekend but it's an amazing point that you, you pick out right there the relationship between Edin Terzic and also the youngsters the coaching staff behind former players greats of Borussia Dortmund who are working in the youth system pushing these young players through the relationship is very special indeed they treat their young players very well and it's very rare you see a lot of free transfers leaving uh, Borussia Dortmund they sign extensions and I expect Mokoko to do the same again um, I got a question coming in from one of your biggest fans his name is Ian Brown he's asking of course about Liverpool but he's also asking about 19-year-old Jude Bellingham. I mean, Liverpool rumours continue to go on about Jude Bellingham and uh, it seems to not go away. Is it also true that his father met with Chelsea recently? At the moment, I'm told there is still no direct meetings. Uh, we are not at that point. It's too early. This is the answer uh, on, uh, on Jude Bellingham's side and on Borussia Dortmund's side too because we have to remember that uh, I always mention Jude Bellingham and compare it. Jude Bellingham race to Erling Haaland race because it's with top clubs involved for a fantastic player, of course, different kind of player, but fantastic talent. But in the Haaland case, it was a release close. And the release close mm. was a big opportunity for clubs because they didn't have to negotiate with Borussia Dortmund. It was only on player side with the agent, with the father, with the player. Now it's time also to negotiate with Borussia Dortmund. I think this kind of point is underrated sometimes. It's not just about convincing Jude Bellingham. That is a really important step, of course, because at the end it's the player who decides. But it's also about reaching an agreement with Borussia Dortmund because they want more than 100 million euros, uh, more than this. I think it will be around 150, around 150 package. Then we have to see about the add-ons, the bonuses, how they can structure the proposals. But they want around 150 million for Bellingham. And let's see what happens at the World Cup, because we know how the yeah. World Cup can change the situation for players and prices on the transfer market. So it's not going to be an easy one. What I can say on Bellingham is that, as we mentioned here many times, Liverpool will go for a top midfielder in the summer. Jude Bellingham is the top target, so I expect them to fight hard in this race for Jude Bellingham because they really want him. Manchester City are also interested. Chelsea will go for a top midfielder and they are also interested. We know about Real Madrid, interested in this Bellingham situation. So the race is absolutely open and it's not just on Bellingham's side, it's on Borussia Dortmund's side too. Yeah, we've got a lot of ton of questions coming in. We're going to get to them just after the break. But before we get to break, obviously Liverpool breaking news yesterday coming out of the potential sale of the club. Will that affect their transfer strategy when it comes to the winter, Fab? I think no. Honestly, I think no. I'm told that they have still the same the same plans to to go for important players if they have the opportunity, if not mm -hmm. to wait. This is Liverpool approach. But I see them uh, looking at the market in general because they had too many injuries. They are already exploring some possibilities on the market and they know that now with this Real Madrid tie in Champions League also is really important to, to give Jurgen Klopp some, some players. So I don't know how many, but I think they will be on the market in general. 
All right, let's take a quick break. More to come from Fabrizio Romano when we return. Keep those questions coming in. It is your turn next. I see you, Leo. I see you, Vic. I see Abubakram. We've got your questions coming next. House of Champions with Fabrizio Romano returns in just a second. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we got a month free Paramount Plus action coming UAP Plus. Have that one month free trial offer code UEFA22. Scan the QR code on top of the screen or follow the link in the description. It's Ian Joy with the great Fabrizio Romano. You're watching House of Champions. Let's get to some of your questions before we talk the recently put out Brazil squad. Uh, thanks to everybody out there for your questions. Uh, Vic is asking any update on Tillemans? Everything seems a bit quiet about his contract. It's quiet because he's not going to extend the contract with Leicester, 100%. Tillemans will leave on a free. He already decided uh, one year ago. So I see Tillemans leaving on a free and I see Tillemans as a big opportunity on the market, honestly. I think he's underrated, but he's young. He's talented. He's Premier League proven. He's a great midfielder in a position where it's difficult to find top players and he's available on a free. So big opportunity. I think there will be a big race in the next months for, for Yuri Tillemans because Arsenal wanted him in the summer. Uh, other English clubs are also exploring this possibility. In Spain, there is Barcelona. We had some links and we know how Barcelona are always exploring the market for free agents. So I'm sure that will be a big race uh, for, uh, for Tillemans. At the moment, it's still quiet because the player wants to focus, of course, on Leicester or Belgium. But I think mm-hmm. in January and then in the following months, it will be an interesting one. By the way, what a goal he scored against Everton at the weekend. What an yes. absolute strike that was. Leo asking, uh, Barcelona wants Jao Felix. What about the Jao Felix situation that comes in from Leo? I think this links is because uh, of the agent, Jorge Mendes. We know that he has a special relationship with Barcelona, and so it's normal to have that kind of, of, uh, of links. But what I can say on Jao Felix is that it's not an easy situation. It's not easy because the board of Atletico Madrid, they still want to protect Jao Felix. 
They love Joao Felix. They're convinced that he's a player for present and future. They invested mm-hmm. big money on Joao Felix because it was a record signing. It's 120 millions. So an important player for Atletico Madrid. And this is why the board is still trying to protect him. But at the same point, we know that with Simeone, the situation is not that easy. He's not playing. He's not a starter. He's not in a starting 11. And so it's crazy. this is why. Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy and it's not easy to manage this kind of situation. At the moment, there are no negotiations ongoing. So Atletico Madrid are not negotiating with any club. But the feeling is that if his agent, Jorge Mendes, will be able to bring a crazy, important proposal, they could be open to negotiate. But as of now, they are not negotiating and they are still hoping to find a way to keep Joe Felix and to make Joe Felix the star, the star of, of the team. Great question coming in from Daniel Rodriguez. He says, hi, Fab. Hope all is well with you. Same to you, Ian. Do you think that the World Cup happening over the next two months will amplify the number of transfers we have this January compared to other January transfer windows? That's a great question right there. Are you expecting it to be different? I mean, this is an unusual year for our beautiful game. This is going to be crazy for you, I would imagine, in January. Yes, and I think yes. I think it's a very good question. Thank you, Daniel. And I think yes, the answer is yes. I expect many movements. I expect the clubs to be ready to jump on opportunities because we know that the World Cup is on opportunities. It's on new players. It's on new faces. It's also on players that maybe now are at medium level going on the big stage and showing that they are ready to have an impact. And so I'm sure the January market will be really, really interesting with many, many players moving. And also the clubs have a lot of time to plan because now in a few days it will be over for the first part of the season. And so they have two weeks in November and then they will the whole month of December. Then they have January. So it's almost two months and a half to plan for new signings. It's kind of summer window. And so it's a big opportunity for them. Last question coming in uh, from Brogran Klaspar. He's asking, and he's asked a few times this one, so sorry we didn't get to your question earlier. What do you expect from Newcastle, this transfer window? Newcastle being on fire. What do you think about Newcastle in general, the project, the team they have right now, and do you expect them to make any moves? I want to say congrats to Newcastle. I always mention Newcastle as the perfect example of how you build a project because when you have a lot of money, it's easy to say, okay, I go and sign the best players in the world. I still remember every time I mentioned one year ago when the new owners joined Newcastle, they signed Newcastle, they signed the contracts and everything. And then the day after, we had all the rumors on maybe old players, 33, 24, 25 years old, and saying, ah, they will join Newcastle now with big salaries, with uh, big names. And then at the end, that was the opposite. The opposite. They are going for important players for present and future with resale value. And this is really important. They sign great players also for top class level, I think, because players like Sven Botman, Bruno Guimaraes, this is how you build a project. Every window, you bring in a player of that level. And this is what I expect from them also in January, to go probably for a winger because they wanted a winger in the summer. They were keen on signing players like Pulisic and we know that when they were exploring other opportunities around the world, but then it was not easy to find the right players. And then bringing in Alexander Isaac was a big statement because they spent more than 60 million on that striker. So, I'm sure that they will be busy in January with opportunities, but I love the approach. It's not easy in today's football to spend money in the right way as they are doing because Bruno Guimaraes was signed for 42 million plus loans. And now I think if some club wants to sign Bruno Guimaraes and many top clubs want Bruno Guimaraes, it's around 80, 85 million probably. Newcastle United fans out there will be delighted to hear you say that, Fabrizio. <laughs> Newcastle, you get the stamp of approval from Fabrizio. Uh, real last question before we talk about Brazil. Uh, Ronaldo, I'm seeing a lot of rumors about him potentially leaving Manchester United in the winter. Seems unhappy right now, Fabrizio. Just doesn't look like he's a happy player. I mean, what is the potential of him leaving this winter real quickly? 
I think in on the Ronaldo situation is uh, I was always checking also a few days ago and it's always the same. It's about where uh, is it to say okay Ronaldo could leave Man United. I think is we know that since long time they're trying to find solutions. It was May June that they had these these opportunities, but then at the end where because. We know that Bayern are not signing players in January. We know that in Italy, Napoli are doing fantastic and I don't see them. We had many rumors on Napoli, but I don't see them changing the squad in January. They are flying in Champions League and in Serie A. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. If they can find an opportunity, and Cristiano will say yes, because, for example, in the summer, he had an opportunity from a Saudi club offering a lot of money and he decided to say no. He wanted to stay in Europe in a competitive level. But if Cristiano will change his mind, we will see. But at the moment, it's still not that easy. And... Let me remind that if Cristiano Ronaldo will leave Manchester United, they have to sign a new striker. They desperately need a new striker because it's also on Martial being injured. And so it's not easy. They need a domino. So there's about many things to happen. It's not just Cristiano leaving. It's which club, which kind of striker they can find on the market. So it's not easy, but let's see. You're watching House of Champions. It's my favorite time of the week, getting an opportunity to chat with the great Fabrizio Romano. Please make sure you go and follow him across all of his social media platforms. He goes live on his own YouTube channel. He's also very active on social media. Just an incredible following, and the job that he does is exceptional. But it's not just about the information that we want for you. I like the analysis part of your brain because you're a lover of the beautiful game, first and foremost. Brazil released their squad yesterday. What was your thoughts on seeing the reactions from some of the players being selected and overall thoughts on the squad in general? I mean, it's pretty sensational to see the players that some of them missed out. Incredible, incredible. The squad they have is simply incredible. I'm Italian and every every time I see that kind of roster, I say, how is possible that they are at that level? This is really, really incredible. So honestly, I'm surprised with Gabriel Magalhães. I was expecting Gabriel Magalhães to make the Brazil squad because he's doing great with Arsenal. He's also scoring goals. So it's yeah. not just about defending. He's a real leader of the squad. And so I was expecting Gabriel Magalhães to make, to make the squad. But at the end, I think the squad is, is, is absolutely fantastic. They have a lot of quality. They have a lot of leaders. They have experienced players, big talents. Uh, at the next World Cup, they will have Hendrik, I think. So that will be that will be really, really good for, for Brazil at the World Cup, I feel. They have a very good squad, two fantastic goalkeepers. This is not so usual to have two goalkeepers like Alisson and Ederson at the World Cup. So congrats and enjoy because I think it will be a great World Cup for them. Is that your favourites to win the World Cup this year, Brazil? My favorites are Brazil and France, but my pick is Spain. Why? Because of the group. I think they have an incredible group and they are underrated. Uh, they are under drugs at this, at this World Cup. I think they are all together with the manager Luis Enrique. So let's see, but I like Spain. <laughs> There you have it. Fabrizio Romano, our time is up once again. we got a great comment coming in from Sam Perman. He says, Ian, your future shows with Fabrizio should be called Here We Have It because of Fabrizio's Here We Go and My Have It. It might be potentially a good segment for us, Fabrizio. Listen, we can't thank you enough, brother. You're just amazing at what you do. I enjoy every single minute I get to spend with you chatting about the beautiful game because I know you love it just as much as us. So thank you so much, bud. Thank you. My pleasure is always to be here and... uh... See you soon on Out of Champions. Thank you. All right. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to House of Champions. Please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Also available as videos. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Thanks to everybody out there for dropping questions. We did our best to ask your questions. Keep them coming in. We have Fabrizio every single week. So make sure you're following along and spread the news as well. House of Champions will be back again tomorrow.
baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.